Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We are here for Chemist Warehouse. Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day in GWM. Plus, we are here at the Boost Mobile Gold Coast Pro, presented by GWM. Explore their range of SUVs and youth today, who are a proud sponsor of the World Surf League. Also, give us a text 0457 736 736. Ask us any of your footy questions, and we'll try to get to it, or even just give us your comments. But let's get on to the ongoing issues at the Roosters from their opening nine games. The Roosters have a five and four record and are only averaging 17 points per game in their attack. Blightus denied reports yesterday that the club could potentially lose Suwali'i to early to Union at the mm. end of the season. What is going on at the Roosters, Smithers? Well, there's a bit going on, isn't it? Oh, wow. Well. I think first and foremost is there's a little bit of pressure on the footy side and the club because they're not winning football games. Yeah. Um, it all started a few weeks ago when Sam Walker was dropped from the from the side, and I think it raised a few eyebrows as to what was happening with the footy team, with the combinations in the halves. What was the best uh, sort of combination moving forward? Whether it would be Joseph Manu and Kiri for the rest of the season, whether Sam Walker would ha actually have an opportunity to get back in the footy side. And since then, I think they've had one. Was it sorry, two wins? They had a, they had a tight win. They had a one-point victory um, over... Who was that over? That was over the Dragons. And, and then they went over to New Zealand and, and played quite strongly in some pretty ordinary conditions and kept the Warriors to a duck egg. But, yeah, last week they just... Yeah, they, they looked off and I, I just don't know what the best way forward for them is. I think the problem that they may have is that they've got so many wonderful players, all right? Mm. They've got so many great individual players. It's just trying to find the right balance um, or the right formula to have all of those players playing their best football. Mm. How do you actually get those, you know, Manu, Tedesco, Kiri, you know, let's say Walker's in the team as well, um, Swali'i, how do you get all of those players all playing their best at once? See, I agree with you in regards to they're struggling to get all their superstars the ball and in the game at once. And, I, you know, if this was the first year that they'd kind of been struggling, I would say, look, let's give it some time. But I actually, in my opinion, my humble opinion, I think we're past that point. And I think we need to look to when were they the strongest. They yeah. had their back-to-back -back win with an extremely <coughs> dominant seven, mm. like very specific Cooper Cronky, whatever he wanted, that's what the team did. Yep. And also, you know, they had similar superstars, but what did those superstars do? Latrell Mitchell and Joe Manu, they might have had six or seven runs a game back in that, those, in that specific era of yeah. the Roosters. Yeah. And so I think we've all been a bit swept away in this, all the superstars need to get the ball. Yeah. And I think we need to go back to, in my opinion, the Roosters need to go back to, you may be a superstar, but you don't need to get the ball and you don't need to have 20 runs. Yeah. We need a game plan mm. and a, a very specific one and stick to it. Yeah, and, that, and that's the point I was making yeah. before about how do you get the best out of all of these you know, star players and, and the, the guys that I mentioned. You know, it's, almost like, it's, it's almost like, and I'm sure it's, this is most certainly not the case, but it's almost like they're all looking for their little piece mm. of the game. Mm. You know, you've got Tedesco running the ball through the middle plenty of times, and then Joseph Manu does the same thing. Look, he's a runner, out-and-out -out runner. Mm. So I don't know whether he's the right guy to be playing in the halves mm. because when you put him in the halves, like, if you're asking him to pass the ball to his outside men, then um, that's taking away his, his major threat mm. of running the football. Mm. So I like him, I like him playing in the centres. 
um, Joey Manu. Or, or fullback, but he's not going to play fullback, of course, with, with Tedesco there. Um, yeah, I, I think that maybe maybe that's what they are missing is is that 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 half or or just a game plan where you say, hey boys, just just look after your part of the field. Mm. Mm. This is what we need. We don't need we don't need twenty runs and two hundred plus meters from you. Mm. Just give us ten runs, good quality runs, mm. um, where you play your part for the team and everyone else will play their role. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree, mate. I think it's just it's getting a bit hard to balance. Cheese, Sam Walker obviously no longer in the side, but you're trying to balance that. You've mm-hmm. got Kiri, Manu, Tedesco. Suoliti needs to get the ball because he's a superstar too. Yeah. You know, like, there are so many different people, and I, I just think they need to take a step back and maybe go over. You know, obviously, I know the game has changed. It's mm-hmm. not the same style of rugby league. But as I said, they used to have guys like Latrell Mitchell and Joe Manu do five to six runs a game. Yeah. And they won back-to-back comps off it. Mm. And so I think there might be there might be a bit of... A bit of a win there for the Roosters if they could look into that and go, okay, maybe we simplify things, we bring it all the way back, and we go, there is two people that run this team, and it's pretty much Kiri and Tedesco. Yep. Everyone else, you boys, you might only get five to six runs a game. Mm-hmm. We just get in there when we need you. Hold your width to, so that we can, you know, I mean, we could sit here and talk about game plans all day. But what, what, What's your thoughts on what's your thoughts on the experiment with... Um, Kiri and Manu as the halves. Do you think it's time for Walker to come back in, or do you think they should persist with, with what they have right now? Well, I think they've put themselves in a really tough position because yeah, almost you know, put himself in a corner. Absolutely, because it would almost be a little bit pointless if you brought Walker back in because just, you mm. haven't given Manu enough time. Even though I think Manu could be a good six, but you want him training there a whole preseason at least. Yeah, uh, to get used to the timings, like. I, I look on the weekend, and, I, and Tedesco had a lot of runs, but I don't recall many times of him, his runs being sweeped out the back. Yeah. There were a lot of just carries through the through middle. Through the middle, yep. And I think Joey, as you said, he's a running 5'8". I think he needs more time, and two or three games isn't enough. But at no. the same time, you look back to last year, they went on a seven-game winning streak, was with Sam Walker at seven. Yeah. After they had experimented with Kiri at seven, they swapped them over, yep. and they started playing some good footy. So I just... It all seems a bit. Um, they've, it's almost like they've overcomplicated things for themselves at times. Yeah. And uh, look, when you actually look at the ladder, they're doing. They're, they're totally in a fine position. They are not. Yeah, they're not, that's they're, right. They're yeah. not con- it's not concerning or whatever. No. I think the reason why it is such a talking point is because we've yet to see an eighty-minute performance from the Roosters and go, "There it is, boom." That's yeah. the Roosters rugby league that we know. Yeah, and and I think too. I think on the most part, like rugby league fans looking at the Roosters, you're looking at their. On paper, like their squad, oh, it's as good as, if not the best in the comp. Easily, in my opinion. Would you, would you say that? On, on paper, fully fit, that, that team should be absolutely... The only team on paper w- that would come close to it would, would be Penrith, probably. Hmm. It, so, so that's, uh, and I think that's the confusing far part for, for most people following the game, is that you look at their, their roster and you go, how, how are these guys not absolutely blitzing the comp? Mm. Like, blitzing it. Yeah, and as you mentioned, like, and we know it's it's a very congested uh, ladder. It's a very congested competition. They sit on twelve competition points with a thousand other teams. I think there's there's All the way about up to third. yeah, there's another six teams. So Penrith are on twelve points, um, and the Roosters are sitting eighth on twelve. The Raiders are sitting ninth on twelve points as well. So <laughs> as you said, mate, they're, they're not in a, they're not in a bad position at all. One victory, results go their way. Um, this weekend, like they, they're sitting, they're they're in the top four. Yeah, but 
it, it doesn't go. It doesn't take your mind away from the fact that their their football just looks disjointed, mm. and it has for a few years. And yeah. I think that's what Roosters fans are a bit getting um, impatient with. Yeah, is that we haven't really, you know, yes, they were decimated by injury, but yeah. over the last five years since their back to back title runs, we haven't really seen a full season of the Roosters' best footy that we know they can kind of deliver. Yeah. Um, I will say, if there is one team in the comp that has the roster to go on a 15-game win streak mm-hmm. and win the grand final, Them? it's the Roosters. Roosters. So If it clicks. If it clicks. Yep. So they could, as I, that, we could be looking back at the start of this season going, oh, very similar to 2018 when Teddy and <laughs> rocked up and they were struggling mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they went on this crazy run at the end of the year and they start, began their back-to-back title charge. So... It's, it's a mixture of both things. They look clunky, but they've also managed to put themselves in a position of striking distance of the top four. Yeah. Um, now, the early success of the Dolphins. I mean, talk wow. about the almost like the, the flip reversal. <laughs> Crazy. A squad, that was, Crazy. a squad that was said that wasn't even NRL standard heading into the season. Yep. And now they are currently sitting, as we speak, in the top eight. And surprising... They're getting to the point where it's no longer like surprising people. No. It's not a upset anymore. No. This is the Dolphins and this is what they represent without their captain, without their front rowers. Yep. Well, when I did my tips on the, for the weekend just going magic round, it, I actually, it, it, was, it was painstakingly hard to tip against them. Yeah. I, I took the Sharks. Yeah, yeah. But I actually, I, I said it with absolutely no conviction at all. Yeah. And I actually, I think in in fact on air I might have been on was it the captain's run I think it was but I actually said look I'm I'm struggling to go against the mm. Dolphins here but it's hard to resist the form that the Sharks were in yeah. what they were taking up the Magic round um, but to come I, I, like I I looked after the the game after this 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 particular match to come out at half time the Sharks had scored what ten points but they were. They were not in it. They were not even close. Not to in it at all. Yeah, it was an absolute domination. And I tell you, who's absolutely flying at the moment for the Dolphins? Jeremy Marshall King. Oh, he's mate. playing. He is playing the absolute house down. He's, he's made such a, a difference to that footy side. And I know there's, you know, they're all playing really well and they're all playing their roles, which is you know typical of a Wayne Bennett coach footy side. But he is playing some of the best football of his career. Oh, by a mile. And it's funny, a few, I think it was about two years ago, he said his goal was to be a top five hooker in the game. Well, and he the comments, certainly is now. Well, the comments in the, the comments section on <laughs> social media, he got absolutely pizzled in the comments section because he, he was just changing to become a hooker. Oh, was this after he's made the comment? Yeah, he got yes. pizzled, righto. So uh, this is a couple of years ago. Yes, he made the comment. Yes. My goal is to be a top five hooker, and everyone's like, "You are kidding yourself! Like you're barely, you're playing for the Bulldogs or at the bottom of the table." No, look how far he has come because there is right. no denying right now, form wise. Yep, he is absolutely a top five hooker, if not top five, a top three hooker form wise. Well, easily. Who like who would you like? Maybe. Like his team's flying. Who would you put ahead of him? Maybe Cookie. Cookie. Cookie's found some. Cookie some and Harry Grant, form. maybe. Yep, and outside of that. He'd be my number three. Yep. So yeah. what an incredible... What, I mean, and I think as well, of course Wayne deserves credit. Of mm-hmm. course the Dolphins deserve credit. Yep. Bulldogs fans will tell you he was beginning to hit this form at the Doggies. Yeah. He deserves End a of last of, year? Yeah, he deserves yep. it. So he personally, Jeremy Marshall King, mm. he deserves a lot of credit for what is happening in his oh, career mate, right no now. no doubt. Like, you, you don't just... That, 
that form just doesn't appear. Mm. And, and as you said, mate, like it certainly helps having, you know, a, 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 a veteran coach to able giving you opportunities to, to be at your best and give you, you know, little tips here and there and pointers and whatnot. And he's got some, some experienced forwards around him as well. But a lot of the work that he's done this year is just all off the back of his own determination and, he's, and the hard work that he's put in. And like you mentioned, when he finished, the, the way he finished last year, like the last two months was outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. Like he was hitting, hitting his straps coming into um, the finals last year. Of course, they didn't play finals, but... You know, he's, he must have had a huge preseason. Mm, mm. He's fit, he looks sharp, um, and he's doing some wonderful things for, for the Dolphins. It, it's incredible, incredible where, where they are now. Like sitting, as you mentioned, mate, they're sitting top eight. They're sitting fifth. Fifth. They've, they've won six. They've won six of their ten matches. That was their predicted win amount for the season was, was six. There you go. And they're, and they're six from ten already. So... Wow, for all those people out there that had a little something on them to finish top eight. Oh, oh well, well done. I tell you what, Good I'm, on you. I'm well not going to reveal the source. Or I'm not going to reveal <laughs> who did it. But the bloke, that, the, the Dolphins player yes. that offered the $1,000 bet against... He was right so far. Wow. He, he Basically, he said to me, pull me aside. We're at yep. the season launch. Yep. And he said, Kempi... Mm-hmm. We're going to make the eight. And I said to him, mate, I know you've got a good, solid roster. Yes, but, but come I, on. No, no. Just, <laughs> what did you on. say? No, no, I said, I just said, oh, mate, just in your forward pack, I just don't know if you have like the explosiveness to go with the modern game. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned Tommy Gilbert. He mentioned, the, obviously, the experience that they had with the Bromwich brothers. Yep. And I've got to say, and also, you know, there's, we've got players in there playing career best form. Yeah. And so he said, mate, I bet you a thousand bucks we make the eight. Wow. And I was a coward. I said, no. Yes. I'm not going to back my word with Oh, my money. so he was, he was, he, he put the hand out and said, mate, I'll, I want to have a bet with you. He, he put he put it on me, and I went to water, mate. I didn't back I didn't back my money. Put my money where my mouth was, mate. That's mate. It's five bloke jerseys. But I will say, <laughs> as we we said earlier in the year, if they do make the eight, I will donate a thousand dollars to charity. Bloke, oh. will, bloke will donate a thousand. Can, can to we charity. can we reveal the name? Does he play in the forwards? No, we, we, I want to do it as a big reel if they make the eight. Oh, okay. Does he play in the forward pack? I would give it away if I said. <laughs> give it away. Give well, it, it away. wasn't the goat. He was crooked tonight, wasn't he? Uh, well, maybe he called in, zoomed Ooh, in. Ooh, okay. In. There you go. Um, mate, but yeah, it is so good to watch the Dolphins. Oh, fantastic. What, what I think is really interesting too, and I, I, I would love to hear your, your thoughts on this. You know how a lot of clubs go, oh, we've, we've got a system and we're not going to budge for it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you go, well, I think that's a bit of PR spin. They're just, they will get whoever they can get on the market. But I think now looking back at how well they're going, I do think that maybe in a lot of those negotiations with those superstars, Wayne Bennett put the hard word on them and said, you aren't coming here to, you know, just have a holiday. Yeah. Or not, not pick up your super. Yeah, you are. <laughs> it's not a payday. I think he challenged them. Yeah. And I think that there's a, there's a case to be said that maybe someone said, you know what, I'm comfortable where I'm at. I don't want to yeah. be challenged. Yeah. And, and you know, mate, to be honest, I think he may have. Not, we don't know whether he did or yeah. not, but... but we know in the past he, he hasn't been afraid to make tough calls. Yeah, like he 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 got rid of the king, the king Wally Lewis from the Broncos, and and he's tapped a few like elite players on yeah. the shoulder and said, "Hey, mate, time's up." Time's up, absolutely. You know, so he's not he's not afraid of having those you know hard conversations with with people and with footballers to say, "Hey, listen, if you come up here, this is what will be expected of you," and yeah. and maybe that was the reason why. Uh, uh, 
a few of those guys because they chased a few. Yeah. They, they chased a few of those big-name players and the elite players that we all reported on and said, well, look, they've missed out on another one, mm. the marquee player. Mm. Um, maybe that was the case. That played a part in it where he said, hey, listen, as part of your move up to the Dolphins, this is what will be expected of yeah. you. You know, you're not going to be treated any differently and, you know, whatnot. And they probably said, well, look, it's not, I'm not prepared for that. Mm. And they didn't come. So, but either way, this squad that he's got right now, which, you know, nearly everyone sort of had their doubts over and whether they'd be able to perform across the competition the way they have is, yeah, they're eating their own words at the moment. Oh, I'm incredible. one of them. And, talk, and uh, me too. And talk about laying a foundation. Oh, wow. Like, what a great foundation to be able to go forward. And when they do find the right... Because now they're no longer in a position of desperation. Yeah. They're in a position of, oh, you want to be a part of greatness? Yeah, that's right. If we might make the eight. We just need one or two players. Maybe we could challenge top four. Well, they've already got Flegler and Herbie. Exactly. There you go. There you go. Uh, thanks for reminding me of that. I'm just going to... Anyway, we're going to head to a break. <laughs> I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry during the break. We're coming back after the break and to share our holy schnitz moments. <laughs> See you on the other side.